I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad, a very special episode today, not only because I'm joined uh, by my, my co-host, uh, my wind, my wind Beneath My Wings, uh, Shane W. Brennan, every time, uh, but we're also joined by Frankie Carty, Head of Agency Business at Virgin Media Television. Hello, Frankie, welcome to the show. Morning. How are How we are doing? You guys? Yeah, we're great. Really good. Good to, good to have you on. Good to have you on, yeah. finally. Well, long, long time of, listener, first time caller, I believe. <laughs> I, I definitely am, yeah. And, and I'm probably one of a few people who stalked you for an invite or pretty much rugby tackled you when I was drinking, going, come on, where's my slot? Leave me on. So if anyone wants to come on the show, all it, all it takes is a pint of Guinness or a email to hello at workwithfolk.ie <laughs> and uh, you'll pretty much get on. But uh, no, it's it's genuine pleasure to have you uh, have you on, on uh, Frankie. We've, we obviously know each other from back in the day working in core, but mm-hmm. I think uh, you'll be known to uh, a wide selection of the, the advertising industry. Probably as a big, um, big TV mogul. Would that be a would that be a correct term? I'm just old and I'm around a while. <laughs> like that was actually a, a, a TV, TV mogul word. slash old farts. That's, you know who that's knows? That's how you describe TV. I'm old and yeah. I'm around a while. But still relevant. Yeah, See, but still that's relevant. always be selling. That's yeah. always be selling. So what, what talking points do you have to get in in your podcast about TV? Are you being monitored? Are you? <laughs> I probably should have written those down on the other screen there, shouldn't I? Just like, a couple of sales points. Let's talk about reach. Let's talk about all the great metrics. But no. no. Well, I, I'll, I'll I'll tee you up nicely here now. Um, I I did have a little a little stalk on your on your LinkedIn just to kind of see before I got to know you kind of what what your career was there, and it's it's clear to see it's it's predominantly if it, majorly TV yeah. between broadcaster side, agency side, uh, back broadcaster side. So there's there's a good mix uh, in there. So would it be fair to say you're passionate about tv or it's just where you happen to work and that we'll probably see a lot of tv creatives that that's what naturally appeals to you as a as ad you like um yeah like i am really passionate about tv and i suppose uh it's funny i like a lot of people in media i kind of fell into it and i fell into it because um someone told me like you know there's lots of free parties and free things and you want to drink things all the time so that's why I did marketing and then I got a job at TV and then I fulfilled that because I went to the opening of an envelope for years and years and years. Um, and, you know, that's the social side of it. And I think we've talked a little bit about that because I think the social side of media is brilliant. Um, but as a medium, it is really exciting. And, you know, we've had people join even last week and they come into the studio and have a walk around and you can be so cynical about media in general, but you put the most cynical person at a news desk or in front of the weather wall, or you get, the, they see the cameras or they see like the on-air talent and they're delighted with themselves. Yeah. And it's it's really funny because um, you're right, like I've, I've worked in, in a lot of different places. And I started, I was saying to you guys before we came on, so I started my career 20 years ago next week in old TV3. And I left there and I went to MTV. And MTV was like, it was, Stuff that you probably couldn't talk about on this podcast because it was penthouses in Marbella and debauched and amazing, but I learned loads and obviously met my wife there. And learned learned about TV loads? <laughs> loads about TV, learned loads about media, <laughs> loads about life, how to find a wife. Um, but one of the funny things is I, I met a friend of mine um, just pre-lockdown and uh, he was like, 
do you know what? No matter what job you ever do, the only thing anyone is going to remember is that you worked on MTV. And I was like, oh, Jesus, yeah, I suppose that's fair enough. Great. Um, <laughs> but like I left there and then I ended up uh, working in agency side. So I've kind of worked through maybe two or three of the big groups um, and obviously spent 10 years before coming back to Virgin in core where I, I met you guys. Um, so I particularly in core, I suppose I, I loved TV. I loved what it can do. I loved what it can do for clients. Um, but there's really, it sounds real naff, but there's little insights you get in TV. And I got a really interesting one during lockdown where there was an ad that we, Virgin, had on. And the start of it was, hey, Google. And it was the one where the girl is doing all the coffee machines. And it's not one of the ads I've picked because I thought that it'd be a bit too obvious to pick one of our own ones. But I heard my kids start to repeat it. And I was like, that's when you know this stuff starts working. When you actually hear your kids repeating, and they... They never made the connection of, oh, daddy works in Virgin and therefore we should like that ad. Yeah. I think that's the bit where, you know, TV be, can be really powerful because it sinks in. And that's kind of why I've chosen some of the ones I have. It sinks into the subconsciousness, which is obviously why it's it's powerful and it's, and it's still around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of think that's really exciting. And, and I haven't lost the buzz of working in TV and even on agency side. You know, no matter what you did, you guys will remember this it's one of the first things that the client will bring up. They talk about TV, they talk about the ad, they talk about where it's been seen, they talk about, you get an insight into what they watch, makes your job slightly easier because you make sure you get your spots in the, the programs that they you will You wouldn't do something watch. like that, would you? Not, it's not as cynical no. as that. It's not like, <laughs> not like putting up the 48 sheet on the way in, in the managing director's house. It never happens. At the darts, it never, never happens. happens. Um, but, you know, like you get to see into people's habits and, and like one of my favorite lines that people say is like oh i don't watch tv anymore it doesn't work and then you're like oh did you see the news last night like, oh yeah i saw the news i saw the weather actually i've watched this this and this and this and you're like like people just don't realize how much of it that they actually watch yeah that was i was actually going to ask you that you know that whole the cynical uh listeners would be saying well sure i don't only watch netflix or i yeah. i have now tv so i don't even have a sky or 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 serve you connection um, or a Virgin, Virgin Media uh, box. Uh, it's all right, Aaron. They don't really travel very well certain parts of the country. We do have them in Sligo here, but yeah, <laughs> for our Dublin listeners, they'll be fine. Yeah. They know all about uh, it. But like, what would just what would you say to to people who 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 say that? So, a few things. Firstly, it tends to be media based people, and I know Tam did a really good recent piece of research a couple of years ago where they're like, you know, not all people are like us. Us people who work in media all the time think about it and they consume it and you know you're aware of what you're consuming mm-hmm. you think of i always have a, a thing with a lot of the guys i work with i'm like can you explain it to your mom does your mom get it and and like you know your parents get vm1 they get rt1 and they still watch it and there's still a power in that and you still power people watching the news but Obviously, the way people are consuming, it's changed completely. Like, because all of our viewership habits have changed completely. Like, I, I, I couldn't with a straight face saying, I don't watch Netflix or Disney or have an ATV and a Virgin subscription. But those live moments, those big sporting events, those news events, you know, the the speech that Varadkar did on Paddy's Day in 2020, where we reached like, what, 1.6 million people. That's where TV still comes into its own. Mm-hmm. But... I think it was funny because we spoke to a client at the start of this year and they were like, yeah, I kind of am a bit Netflixed out. So I've watched everything that's been presented to me mm-hmm. and I 
you know, you get the the choice apathy. Sometimes you just want the stuff that's on and the stuff that's just pushed to you. I don't think it's it's not by any means dead. It has to keep evolving. And I suppose that's the key is, you know, some of the work we're doing is about continuously evolving and thinking about the mind state as to why people are watching TV. It's not going to go. People are still going to want to watch the news. They're still going to watch want to watch sport. Are they going to still want to watch soaps in 10 years time? Maybe, maybe quite differently. Um, but I don't think the power of the medium is going to go yet. But if it stays like this, you know, it's not, it's not, you can't stay still in any of this, in any gig in, that you do in media or any part of life, you can't stay still. Like yeah. our podcast is going to take over from radio potentially, but maybe not because people again still like to just be entertained. And it's that difference mm-hmm. between the lean back position and are you more receptive to ads if you're relaxed and you're lean back or are you more receptive if you have an ad that's inserted into a program that you've chosen as more relevant. I think it's a little blend of all of those things. Okay. It's probably the way of reaching people. But like on that as well, I think what's super interesting, uh, like I remember in MediaWorks, we used to have the transition year interns <coughs> come in and Fiona Field used yeah. to get them to put I remember. their media consumption. And I, I've seen that with them with my own little brother now. He's, he's 20 now. So I've just watched him come up through. And I think which is really interesting is when we were kids, I fought to watch TV. That's what my parents yeah. didn't want me to do because that's all I had. There was no, mm. and then when I became a teenager, the internet became a thing. So then you were like fighting to get time on the internet. So I would have said all my time was associated with the thing that I wanted to do, not what I actually yeah. did. And then I see with this generation, it's their phone. So they yeah. feel like they're always on their phone. They are watching TV. They could be on their phone while watching TV, mm. but they would say they're just on their phone. You yeah. know what I mean? When you actually, when they sit back and It's reflect. almost that the bit that you're not aware of what you're doing. Exactly, yeah, 100%. I think what's kind of interesting as well with TV, and it's something, look, I've spoken about, I talked to guys in RT about it, and when I was in agency land, we talked about it quite a bit, is when I was 24, I was out having the best of time in Dublin and London, meeting loads of people, going into every bar. Was I overly paying attention to what was on TV? Not really, did, did you know, mm-hmm. did prime time, was it relevant to me? No. Was the Vincent Brown shows that was on then relevant? No, but as my life stage changed, I did need to pay attention to what is that mortgage rate? What's actually happening? What's happening with this? Yeah. Like as your, your needs date and your lifestyle changes and your life stage changes, mm-hmm. I mean, you've had a baby, you're probably not going out very much at all. <laughs> with my four kids believe me i do not go out very much at all yeah. so your your habits change i suppose as broadcasters what we need to think about is you know do you get that foundation in now so that there is a, a knowledge there and a brand name that people recognize that mm. maybe they'll consume in a very different way in 10 years time mm. um but that it is a, a life stage thing and it's how people are consuming i think one of the other ones and this is a complete tangent a friend of mine and I used to always talk about the fact that, you know, as media people and advertisers, we're all very obsessed with youth and 15 to 34s and 25, 44s. And let's be frank, most people over 55 are the ones that have the money. If you look around, yeah. the people driving the very expensive hybrid and electric cars are all in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. As media people, we don't focus on that too much. And it's like you get over 55 and you're invisible. Mm-hmm. So we're obsessed with youth. Apart from a few brands that I worked on, I always found it really interesting, but they would be very broad. But, you know, those people are consuming TV as well. And, and are we appealing to those older people? Are, are we actually ignoring them and just assuming that well, they're old? They don't matter. Well, they're the ones with the money. Yeah. Like, I, 
25 year old in Dublin who is spending 50% of their their income on rent and then trying to live on the other 50%. I hope 25% they didn't know. in coppers and, and bingo well, loco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and there isn't even the media gigs to do that for so free anymore, which yeah. is even more of a shame. Um, like, but we're spending a lot of our time and energy focused on them and their viewing habits and, and how that is relevant to them and i don't know i don't know if that's the right thing i think you need a blend of everything definitely there was a really funny uh sketch by is it robert mayhew rob mayhew on linkedin I love him. where he's brilliant he turns 35 or 36 and yeah. he falls out of the target audience and they're like no we want people that are in the actual target he's like yeah. but i'm just no 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 we've but it's true <laughs> I, I remember um one of the ones that we used to have we would have a client come on and complain I haven't seen my ad and you're like oh okay like you're, you're targeting 15 to 34 so I'm like, yeah. what age are you I'm like 45 i'm like mm, we're kind of doing our job then because yeah. you're not supposed to <laughs> yeah. but if you were seeing the ad there's a problem yeah there's exactly problem yeah 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 Absolutely. And, and, you know i suppose that's a like everything it's the blend of making sure that you're getting the people who actually have the money to spend it mm-hmm. and recruiting people for new and i think tv is no different we need yeah. to make sure that we're doing all of those things and not looking at the internet or YouTube or Facebook as an enemy. It's all complimentary. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think if there's anyone who's still skeptical uh, about it, I would I would highly advise you get in touch with Frankie and ask for a tour of uh, the the studio because I can I can I'm personally really bad at the studio tours. Huh? <laughs> I'm really bad. I had to give well, them last year. Like specifically request Frankie. That's the newsroom <laughs> studio. That's Ireland AM. I don't know what anything else is. Well. On that, I specifically went into the Ireland AM and sat on that purple couch, and I was I was like a giddy schoolgirl uh, sitting on that couch, and I got my photo on the couch. And anyone would melt when they see something like that's on the telly box, and they're there in the room. So it that that you you mentioned that earlier on, but it it really does. It It has power still. It's a weird elixir. And we, we, me and Aaron, are huge Simon Delaney fans. So. Massive. To be so anywhere, guys looking for an invite to come in. Look, I'm just saying we'd love a point with I'll Simon. I get you in, but I'll just make sure somebody else is giving the tour. That's just you make sure those schedules cross. Yeah, uh, it's fine. The the Simo Simo. And, he's Simo's at the weekends. The we'd have to go in at the weekend. Well, we'll, do weekends. We, we'll do weekends. We'll do weekends. You, don't I, you can don't. take a trip up on on Sunday. It'd be fine. I'll, I'll let somebody else do it unless you want all of my children to come in with tour horses. We don't even make if Simon could do it, that'd be great. <laughs> you know what? We'll actually just stand outside when Simon's going in with his coffee before makeup. We'll just stand outside the stage doors uh, and, and and greet him there. That's that's enough of a tour for us. Simon, we'll look forward to meeting you Grand. On, on, our, on our tour. I'll sort that out for you. Don't worry. Amazing. Uh, well, with that, then we'll move on before we chance our arm too much uh, onto uh, your selection of ads, Frankie. So, yep. what can we expect? to see from you today and what's your first one you're going to show <laughs> so the first one is very obscure you guys have never heard of it um, and most people will probably never have heard of it and it just i had a friend in college who always remember this as well it's a real it's a proper 80s ad about making sure your dog is in and it's probably a very country thing about packs of roaming dogs eating sheep but the ad is almost 40 years old but it's still stuck at the back of my brain and I saw it as like a two or three year old and it's still stuck there so it's an, a, a government safety ad from the 80s telling you to keep your dog in the house and you must know at all times where it is and I just think it's it's stuck with me so it's obviously worked 
I got a dog about three months ago and I'm always at night going, is he, where is he? Oh, there's the sheep up there that can hear him. He better, he better stay in the house. That's a hard working ad. Uh, yeah. 40 yeah. years yeah. later. That's, All that's, of these years later. Right. Well, let's have a look. Bonzo wants to go out, dear. Good dog. Come along. Good dog. under control running free he can be a killer it's, it's classic isn't it that is Fucking absolutely hell. amazing there's so many talking points when it comes to that uh, it's, there's so many almost too much i like how as, as he's marching on and getting faster the teeth are getting bigger and he's joining his pack yeah he transforms they did the, into a wolf when the when a dog pulls them out they see the black yeah. lips they like yeah. did a crossfade to just put it in there. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? But I also like in the eighties that it was okay to have cartoon ads yeah. at eight o'clock in the evening when your parents were watching. We we were, I was just going to think of that because we talked about this with the was it the Pat the Baker ad you know that, that yeah. cartoon and around the eighties was when um, all our, all dogs go to heaven was yeah. drawn in Ireland. There was an animation studio in Ireland doing that, and I was wondering if there was some weird production. There must be. Yeah, because there's a lot of cartoon from around that time, and it must be because they made a Hollywood movie. And it was like, fuck it, do the cartoon. I'm that, or else it was just cheap and it was the 80s and the government didn't have money. Yeah, yeah, I think Probably so. got a couple of students to make that ad much yeah. cheaper to actually put it out. But it was effective because I guarantee there is a generation of people that are like, oh, it's almost eight o'clock. Where's the dog in? Where is the dog? <laughs> yeah. And they think about it. But that was when I talked about people, <clears throat> talked to people and told them I was coming on, I was picking that. They were all like, What? Like, would you not pick like one of the Guinness ads? Or like, you know, something <laughs> iconic or like even like the Carlsberg Sharon Neviola one. I was like, No, because I remember this one yeah. from, from like forever ago. And it was, it's burned into the back of my brain. That, that's literally from a different time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, literally, I, as I said at the start, I'm kind of old now in media terms and geriatric. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at a screen grab here. I just kind of moved through it to get a thumbnail. And there's one where the dog is on the sheep's neck and the sheep is like screaming. <laughs> I'm probably traumatized from the 80s from seeing it because I was only about four when that ad came out. Yeah, I can see why you'd be traumatized because essentially it made your fluffy pet an evil demon yeah. <laughs> that took yeah. Lamb's mothers away. The, yeah. the the shot at the end where it shows the the, the pan shot of the of the Dead carnage, you. yeah, and then there's just the, the little <laughs> lamb nudging his mum in the neck, it's like we, like the Irish Bambi scene there. <laughs> I'm surprised they let. There is a blood shot there in that in the mm. bottom left. I didn't think they would allow for the watershed. And see, they weren't that obsessed with watersheds or looking after children or any of that stuff in the 80s. Like, that was an era where you were given oh, yes. a can of Fanta and told to sit in the car for three hours. Fair, yeah, can, okay. Can we, can we also appreciate the fact that, you know, when the dog is going out for, for his whizzer, uh, he's nice and docile, quite roly-poly uh, yeah. of a dog. And yeah. as he strides, he gets very athletic, yeah. like a very toned uh, <laughs> dog, like almost greyhound-esque. Uh, as he goes on that's that's beyond just like, the facial features in like when they're coming over the hill and there's these long shadows from yeah. them it's like fucking hell these things are demons <laughs> I know. 
And that, you know, I think it also coincided with um, an era in this could be a proper country thing where you'd be like, oh, such and such, such and such a farmer, the sheep were attacked, he's put poison down, yeah. there's a load of dogs dead. Yeah. And, and I remember my dad coming home going, oh, such and such's dog is dead. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All of this, my poor dog, I'm surprised he's even allowed out. Yeah. No, we had that down in down in Leash as well, where I'm from in, in the country. Like, we lost cats to poison that was laid down. Yeah. We've lost, I remember with my mother, who's from Mayo, being like, the dog's in the field, he could shoot her. He could shoot. Yeah. Can't be like, as a kid. I was like, oh God, man's gonna shoot my dog. That's, this must be what it's like to be a person in America. Yeah, at <laughs> all. Don't go they're gonna shoot you. What? <laughs> Sorry. No, I digress. That's great. But yeah, that's a, that's me- no no wonder you remember that from the age of four. It's like because <laughs> even like the lamb is feeding. It's like no. the most innocent time for the dogs to attack them. Oh, it's great. That's a that's a oh, that's a, a special great, one. Yeah. It's, it's almost culture. like the dogs. You're waiting for them to start like clicking. You know what I mean? Like they're all coming in in a back alley, like about to, about to go flip for it, like flip knife, like <laughs> exactly. And that, that sorry, at the very end, the the zoom in on the dog's face. Yeah, that is just a classic. That just looking at the dogs, like that's a profiler there. Like it's it's a, it's amazing. Just the the look of shame yeah. and guilt, and also slight satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. He, he's satisfied his bloodthirst. He's going back yeah. in there, just sit in front of that nice warm fire. Oh, yeah, throw on another log of turf there, Mary. I, I'm I'm happy out. I'm just going to go back <laughs> to sleep, full belly. What's funny about the as well that shot is you could tell, like one of the hardest things to do when you're drawing is do eyes, and they weren't able. They just give them red eyes, like they've not tried pupils or doing anything like that. They've just given them like pure it was, it's basic, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, they just gave up. They were like, fuck it, <laughs> do the frowny <laughs> face. That's essentially the eighties in Ireland, grand and basic. Amazing. And let's do this on the cheap. This from is, what I can remember. This is like this is like one of those ones. It's rare on the podcast where you see something that you're like, I'm gonna remember this forever. Yeah. Someone's gonna be like, What 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 ads have you done? And I was like, Well, there's this fucking one from the Department of Agriculture in nineteen eighty four. I I also think it's fair to say no one's going to double pick this ad by accident <laughs> for go. future guests. I think yeah. uh, great. I think I think you're in the clear on this one, Frankie. Uh, Thanks. I, I, right. Well, uh, I'm going to ask my grandmother who worked in the Department of Education around this time if she remembers it. I, I guarantee they will. I yeah. guarantee anybody that was around in the 80s is going to remember that ad. And she never really liked dogs. Maybe this is why. <laughs> there could have been a campaign for you to also just not get a dog. Yeah. This could also be the other way of doing it. Yeah, I get it because yeah, they're they're vicious murderers <laughs> <laughs> of sheep. Yeah, nice. yes. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, great one. That's a great one. There's a that. great com- there's a great comment here on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I remember RT stopped showing this ad around 1991, and straight away sheep kills by rogue dogs shot up. <laughs> Maybe we could petition for it to come back. Still oh, relevant. I think you know, says we could definitely get it back. Yeah, Amazing. definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, I could a whole like themed break. I could have like other animal safety ads in there. It'd be great. I, I see. I see a, a media award uh, grand prix Entry. in 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 the mist here now. Uh, Frankie, I have to win so. myself. I'm never going to win a rising star. Probably more like fallen star at this stage. Set, setting sun. Setting sun. A, super, yeah. a supernova. Supernova, supernova <laughs> award. <laughs> That'd be a great award to set up. The supernova. 
Oh, uh, right. Um, now that we're we're nicely scarred, um, can we we might move on to your second ad. Uh, yeah, see, this one isn't isn't uh, as scarring, <clears throat> but again, I picked this one for a few reasons. Um, one, it's very memorable. So it's the uh, one direct uh, Pat Short ad, mm-hmm. um, and probably because I guarantee there was a period there between two thousand and ten and probably twenty fourteen any time someone gave a phone number that had more than a two in it they actually did the little rhyme two 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 mm-hmm. again there's a little insight in that it's insurance is never the sexiest thing in the world to sell it's a necessary evil mm-hmm. they made it ridiculous and they made it really funny and and they did it in a way that even young kids could remember the song and i think that's like like i said earlier on about the virgin ad that's the insight is you you make it entertainingly annoying that it is stuck in your brain and it was also it was so hammy the whole way through but i just really like it and it also coincided with just a real fun point in my life where i used to just see it on telly the whole time what are we going to do with the home insurance do 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 one eight nine do 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 time to renew your home insurance call one direct they're part of Unpost, so you know you're in good hands. For a great price and great home insurance, don't be a stranger and call 1-8-19. You'll be glad you called. That's a blast from the past now, that ad. Yeah, but do you know what the other thing is? It does this thing where, because it's Pat Short, it's a rural skew. Mm-hmm. And it actually appeals to a completely different thing, which a lot of ads don't. And 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 when we come on to the next one, the next one isn't necessarily rural at all. But it just appeals to a demographic that you don't really see on TV. So you don't really see much outside of Dublin. And I liked that. And I just liked that it was ridiculous and stuck in the back of my head and entertaining at the same time. I think most good ads, apart from the ones that scared the shit out of me as a child, are the ones that were entertaining and they make you laugh and they stick at the back of your head. And it, like, it's a very simple, I'm sure as, as producers, you guys are much more adept at this stuff, but the, the hook is so simple yeah. and the repetitive nature of it. And I, I just kind of liked the the ridiculousness of it. The the aural trigger is really strong yeah. with it. And like what I like really like about this, I remember this ad very well. And I remember going, to do, 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 do. you would say yeah. it you just for no reason. Yeah. If someone, you would just say it. And not even like at that age, I wouldn't have given a shit about home insurance, but even if I heard it on the radio, then I would sing along. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you heard it on TV. But what I like about it, and I think what, what comes from a lot of these really strong ads is, obviously Pat Short being who he is, it mm. feels like, and I, I think we talked about this, Aaron, around the Super Bowl ads with Seth Rogen and uh, Paul Rudd about their contribution to the actual copywriting to make sure it felt right for their brand. Um, yeah. You feel like Pat just kind of was doing this as a sketch and then they exactly. were like, "Let's wrap this in it." So it's like really yeah. true to who he is. So it doesn't. It do, there's no cross contamination with. Oh, he's sold out now. He's doing insurance. It's like this is something Pat would write, and he yeah. would get a laugh with on stage with this character who's like a weird guy who's just as obsessed with insurance, yeah. and he's selling it to you. And I think that's what makes it really strong. What, what was really interesting is so at the time I worked on that campaign, mm-hmm. um, and and it hasn't like they would tell you themselves as a as a. Uh, advertiser they have an older skew so mm-hmm. most of the people who at that time i don't know if it's still the same would buy one direct car insurance would be older so there's a very specific demographic that they were going after in the media that they were buying 
but the creative execution was the same because it appealed to certain people like mm-hmm. my parents and mm-hmm. and i think that's like they're very cleverly hooking onto an insight going we know that there are certain types of people who are going to buy our insurance and they've actually in both the the media that they're buying and the execution they're focusing in on that and i think that's that's where tv can be really powerful mm. because it actually uses that insight and it hooks in and it pulls someone and and it obviously makes product sell and i think that's obviously the secret sauce but i loved yeah. the idea of hearing my parents repeat the ad back to me the same as you hear your, the kids repeat it back and i think yeah it's kind of like you were saying when you're taking a picture on the the Ireland am couch and sending it to your folks and like they get it like mm. yeah. that ad people yeah. get frankie I fucking love this. <laughs> this this genuinely is is one of my secret favorite ads of all time. And I sing this song to myself at least once a month. Want to chew chew chew? I fucking love it. Are you, Shane? You didn't even notice. I I brought I sang the this this song about two or three weeks ago when we were having a meeting about something. Did you? Something came up and I just offhand you didn't even notice. I absolutely love this ad. And I think that is the one of the best hooks that has mm. ever been put to paper and put to record in Irish advertising, mm. hands down. And I would happily, happily defend that. So thank you. Good. Thank you I'm glad I could introduce but, like, but just to talk again just on the production, I I think one of the reasons it does it's so understanded by the older generation is is that tapping into that kind of Brendan Grace variety show where they'd have Joe a singer Bandy like, like yeah, like a Joe Dolan yeah. and it'd be this kind of is he he's trying to be from America but just not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> and he but he would tour in Boston sometimes. You know what I mean? Used used to be used to be in the show bands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, show bands. Around. The show bands. So they it, thought it, of the insight. They thought of who they were targeting. Yeah, yeah. and they hooked into it. It does a little bit, uh, and I might be taking a leap here, but it does also harp back to his father Ted. Uh, yeah. Not his yeah. character, but uh, one of the, the the characters from the the Eurovision uh, episode, because mm. um, obviously Pat Short was, was I shot Jr. Yeah, character, he shot but, with the sewage, but just yeah. it has that kind of Ireland at the Eurovision esque type yeah. of type of feel with the frilly shirt uh, and stuff like and that. And there's a great shot here when he does come to over to the couple <laughs> and starts singing. They the way they look at him with such adoration and love. Yeah. Is like there's no like it, it instantly brings the audience into oh yeah this is normal yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not confused whereas if they made this now they'd have the couple be kind of more ironic in a sense be like who's your man yeah. <laughs> you know there'd be something like that but I just love that kind of instant embrace yeah, to the, perfectly normal yeah it's the embrace of the the, the bit and uh, yeah I just think it's really good it's really strong and it's one mm. it's funny I don't think about it every single month but the minute I play it I'm like oh yeah. See, anytime I say two or a couple of twos in a sentence, I do. Really? No. Yeah, there's a little home in the back of my head when I do it. No. So there's, I'm just looking That's at it, just going drawing through the frames. Now, Aaron so. is a massive Pat Short fan, a big Pil- Kilna Scully fan as well. So he probably just yes, adores I, I'm this. Fan. I'm not a Kilna Scully fan. No, 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 one, no one is apart 
from Aaron. I love Pat well, Sean as well. The I figures think. would have contradicted you. Half a million people used to watch the bloody thing every week. Of course, I'm going to get it's caught. The same as Mrs. Of course, Brown, you'd boys. have the data to fucking destroy me on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brown. Like, people always complain. Like, oh, who watches Mrs. Oh, Brown? Yeah. Well, that's everyone. That's the, the answer. Yeah. Everyone fucking but, watches yeah. it. And, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I put him and Brendan O'Carroll in very similar. And I've heard Brendan O'Carroll talk very positively about Pat Short about what he brings from TV content mm. point of view, and like from a production point of view, and like ideation, like it's genius. It's just not for mm. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You can appreciate. It. I can really appreciate. Them, yeah. Who made they, it? They, they, they Who do. made this ad? I don't know. We look it up after. No, Frankie. I'd say <laughs> it's it's. That wasn't my side. I was the other bit. 2011. Sure. One Direct put it up, so it's from 2011. So I'll do a bit of yeah. googling after. I'll find out. One Direct Ireland have 68 subscribers on YouTube. Hard fought. Uh, <laughs> Hard fought. Yes. That's great. Um, I wonder how many of them are still alive. <laughs> Probably not many. Not many. <laughs> this YouTube thing will never catch on. These letters just Aaron just continuously looking at that ad. <laughs> yeah. I have, I've, I've watched it so much I've actually ripped it down off YouTube just to have it on my own. I have my own <laughs> you have it on a smart TV in your room and it's just... Uh, I feel like, hold on, was there any more iterations of this ad? Did they like, there was, okay, several. Yeah. Okay. But they also, they had leaflets, they had billboards, okay. they had, you know, they went full. Full hog. Media 360 on it. Nice. Uh, and you would too, when, it, when it's such a strong, strong yeah, and visual going and for audio like, hook. He had a name. I do remember his name pushback was... when they changed Pat Short and there was a different person and it went a bit corporate and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. His name was Dixie Diamond. And on the YouTube channel. They even gave the character a name. Because on that's, the, sorry, so on bad. this One Direct Ireland, the only the only thing they put on it was this Pat Short campaign. So they obviously designed it to be like this will do well. There's like a behind mm. the scenes of him getting dressed up and stuff. Stop. Yeah, Aaron, how do you not know this? I'm just looking at it here. Okay, this is amazing. Okay. Actually, I've just clicked in and a load of those videos have the red watch line already, already <laughs> underneath them. <laughs> You're pretending like you don't know. Oh, that is great. Yeah, Dixie Diamond comeback. Getting in character. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Fair play, well, that's, Frankie, that's, that's my great. afternoon fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's that's great. Thank you so much, Frankie. That's a genuine joy yeah, uh, to, to watch that again. Um, well, I, t- I think we can end the podcast. No, no, no you've one more ad to show us. But if it was my choice, we'd end it there and end it on a high. But uh, you have another great ad for us, Frankie. What I do. Are we, what can we uh, here now? I, I point out this wasn't the one I originally picked because the other one originally picked, I think, has already been double picked. Um, but this one again, it's campaign I worked on, and that's not why I picked it. Um, there was a whole series of things that AOP were doing post crash, and it was a very subtle. I know we were a bit shit, but we're here, and we do really nice things. And I liked the overtness of the strategy, where they were just kind of like, you know, it's all about the customer and the client and doing this. But when you see this one, the AIB one, and and again, it's the insight where it's like the the people opening up in the morning and the coffee starting. I like what they're doing. They're literally just tapping into that entrepreneurial spirit. And those people who are setting up businesses and like even the farmer at the end flinging the tires off the silage thing. It's it's those people that are, you know, not again represented very much. And I just liked how they did this very subtle thing but then on the other side of it is they had a whole backing brave piece that i should know this but i think it's still going so they've had probably 10 years out of this strategy and it was a whole arc that they built 
And I just liked like the series of these ads, the music just kind of got into your head and it was kind of nice, but it just tapped into that early morning, getting up, starting your day. And I liked, I liked the freshness of it. There isn't many ads like this. AIB did a series of them Mm -hmm. that would be nice. Do you remember there was a Christmas one where it drove down one of the streets in Dublin and the camera just panned down really, really slowly and you'd see the Christmas lights coming on. And again, it was that insight into, you know, businesses, particularly small businesses. And I just think they're really clever at how they did that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it wasn't a big corporate banking ad, like look at our current account. These are the rates that we do. Isn't that amazing? It was very simply like, you know, you, I hate that phrase, you do you, but, you know, do your business and we'll back you. And I thought that was really powerful. And I thought all of the other ancillary media that goes around it. So like they're out of home with the exact same, the radio is the same. And I think that's really powerful is, of course, I'm going to advocate for TV, but when you have all of the media lined up and it's all pushing the same message, I think it's really, really powerful. And I think that's the bit where all media working in in conjunction together. And we used to have the thing where people would assume that we would be against digital. I'm like, if you put digital and TV together, you actually see that your reach massively improve and you see the ad cut through way more, but add in like out of home and radio and you, you know, you're getting everyone. This ad I think was one of those series where they, they just tapped into that bit where Ireland was just getting going. Cause it, if I remember right, I think it was from about 2015, 2016. So we had kind of just got rid of the old IMF and the Troika were gone and we were all like, oh, we're all back to normal-ish and we're kind of, the Celtic Tiger, we've forgotten about it, but things are starting to get a bit good again. And there was a nice, I don't know, sentiment in it. it it's still quite corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's no McCain, Daddy and Chips ad. Um, but there's something in it that I just really like. I can see Aaron going, Daddy or Chips? What? No, we know it. Uh, <laughs> Love that one too. It's, it's a bit too obvious, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that after. Um, let's have a quick look, and then we, we'll come back. Brave. Let's talk about brave. Brave gets up at six, zips up its face, and is on the road while it's still dark. Brave fixes gutters, fills tanks, and coffee cups. Brave keeps going through weekends and evenings, and as a result of brave, wages get paid, families reared, and main streets bustle. At AIB, we know all small businesses need to be brave. So we're backing Brave with a program of initiatives for small businesses and farmers. So here's the deal. You go out and keep making, innovating, enduring and being brave. And at AIB, we'll back you. Shane, I think you're about to apply for a bank loan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I could feel yeah, I could yeah, feel yeah. that you were like, oh, I, might, I, might actually, I might just do this. I need a new car. I might just see if they'll back oh, me. Yeah. Are, we, are we all ready to entrepreneur? Yeah. Are we ready like, to go? There's a few, that's, a, <laughs> that's a Rothko ad, isn't it? That's a, mm, it's a really yeah. strong, like, classic Rothko, like, production-wise, just fucking yeah. just nail it. Like, there's, it's just such high quality. They think it out so, like, the whole process, the whole narrative so well. So much research mm. done into it, as you as you said, like how strong the messaging is. I have a few thoughts on this, though, in a sense that, as you said, coming out of the recession, the cynicism that's burnt into my brain around banking will never yeah. shift, right? And this is what I think is so impressive about this ad, as you, you rightly said, about not being too corporate. Because around, so I have personally made jokes and I've heard comedians make joke about this backing brave and about how yeah. kind of bullshitty you can turn it really quickly in a conversation. Um, it's like, oh yeah, 
they back brave and it's like yeah are you brave enough to do this and like you can play in that kind of mm. superficial space and you'll get an instant laugh mm. but around this time when this came out around 20 it was 2014 is when this youtube channel mm. put it up myself and aaron had just started doing the moto production stuff on the side with mm -hmm. when we were working in media work so we were working mm. two jobs and we were trying to do extra work and what this did for me i think we we do bank with aib was when i saw this i was like oh yeah you kind of work hard okay they'll they yeah. won't turn you down so i can joke yeah. about them but i was like they are looking for mm. smaller business you know and i thought that was brilliant in that we genuinely, genuinely work for us yeah we, we joined because of this yeah. and this campaign we knew and, and, uh, when my wife had a flower business for a couple of years she did too mm. and it was those small businesses but even if you look like the coffee shop um i think there was the tropical the popical bar. yeah like tropical popical is 3fe FE. it looks like brown bag films as well yeah. i could be could be wrong and with 3FE, that. i'm sorry lads they're they're they've gone far too corporate for me and the well, coffee's just not great <laughs> i'm not a fan of the uh, coffee either. i'm just I saying you could probably put a bit make the milk slightly hotter lads if you want <laughs> but when when this came out those businesses are really like on vogue yeah they were exactly they were, they were the ones they were the trendy ones to be seen you know going to tropical popcorn or yeah or but also coffee there. just starting and i thought that was interesting you know they they did like they did it in the ad they backed the businesses like they weren't made up and i think that's also what makes it more relevant is you're like oh it's actually like even i had heard of the nail place yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i haven't had it done but still i'd heard of it um, and I think that, again, it's using the insight and it's actually executing it. And I think that's what's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the fact that there's just a series of ads in a similar vein. And actually, I'm pretty sure all these years later, we don't see ads for them about rate changes. Yeah. That I can don't remember. So. They're all product-led ads. Yeah. Yeah, um, Which is quite different. We'll only have two or three banks soon, but it is quite different. <laughs> they can do um, whatever they want with the rates. <laughs> <laughs> it's grand. <laughs> Should lash them up there, lads. It'd be grand. Uh, you mentioned one of the ads from the series, uh, the one about the Christmas tree and, and going yeah. on the city. Uh, could be wrong, but from memory, I believe that was uh, shot on a iPhone, like an iPhone 6 or 7. Uh, yeah, and actually, one of the first ads in Ireland shot solely on a phone because uh, there's no cuts in that. It's it's it's, it's a, just one piece. It's yeah. one uh, pan shot, not like a tracking shot, more than a pan. Yeah, yeah it's a tracking shot. So I'm pretty sure that was um, that was shot on an iPhone, and that was a bit but of the PR around it. It was the same theme, but I just like, like as you say, they're all beautifully produced, mm -hmm. but it it kind of stops you and the music is just nice. Like AIB, to be fair, have always done really good ads no matter which agency is making them. Mm -hmm. But that series was just really nice because it did back the small businesses and I liked that. I, I still like the Christmas one um, just because it's so simple. And, it, and it's actually, very Dublin Christmas as well. You know, yeah, it's George's then, Arcade. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's 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 a lovely, lovely party. You're like, yeah, the life you'd like to have sometimes. You're like, yeah. oh, wouldn't it be amazing if we could shop in those shops all the time? Doesn't yeah. everyone carry their tree home uh, without yeah. the netting on it down down a busy street <laughs> yeah, yeah. and be all cool about it? But I think uh, even like their VO choice. And sorry, the reason that's popping into my head is because we're on the Volcanic Voice Talent Agency YouTube channel, and this is obviously for them. But I just think even their their choice of VO is so strong to kind of move it away from that corporate feel. Yeah. Just kind of every person who sounds like yeah they could work anywhere they could work yeah. you know what I mean. Um, they're not. It's not a. 
it's it's not corporate it's not it's like everyone it's like it's it's moving banking i suppose they're trying to reshape our minds as i said that cynicism burnt into mm. my head of the guys in the ties who got the golden pensions and weren't put in jail yeah. right they're trying to go no 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 that's not what banking is that's what it was but it actually yeah. helps you have a coffee shop or yeah. it helps you and you're like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah but it, and it worked yeah, it, it, did. it worked for you guys it did. And, and i think it continues to work and it's just changed the perception and i think that's where advertising can be key it just changes yeah, yeah, yeah. perception because you're not as you're still going to take the piss out of them yeah talking, you're right, not yeah. backing me no. but even in that you're, like, you're not backing me you're remembering the hook mm -hmm. and you're remembering what it is yeah, and yeah. you've been cynical in one way about it yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it also comes down to like business things you know if you if you need some of their their products you're going will i apply for it will i not mm -hmm. well they said they're going to back so I'm going to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, literally, it literally comes into the, to the thought process. And Shane, on, on your point on the, on the VO, Fiona O'Shaughnessy VO, that is genuinely one of the best VOs that I, it, it, it's the first ad I remember that VO stood out mm. as mm. almost better than the ad itself. And the ad is class yeah. as it is, but the VO choice and her performance was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Actually, uh, we worked with Fiona on a, on a VO for a project because I'm such a fan of her work mm. in this and she's she's a lovely person and she's just an unbelievable talent but i thought that was the most perfect choice and selection and marriage mm. of visual and 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 vo together and what, so hats off for the what's the, also the, the casting what's also interesting is this started a cascade with the other banks to try and catch up to try and do somewhat what they're doing they're like oh god this this is really good we need to They're start doing now. We better do something. We can yeah, we better do something. Yeah, let's let's stop doing rate changes. Let's start doing. You know what I mean? They started to try and and the, if I remember correctly, it was really AIB really pushing this first with Rotco. Um, this yeah, Bank of Ireland's whole begin thing. Like they're all doing that. They're like, all doing uh, it, yeah. Alliteration. One of them, like, I should remember. They have one <laughs> at the moment where it's um, it has like the family going around the house and the dad's knocking on the walls and mm -hmm. like you see the people queuing up and again they're looking into what's happening right now in terms of people trying to get houses they're quite clever in how they can tap into exactly what it is and be like oh yeah i'm also queuing in, in a line yeah. waiting to get into a house i should bank with these guys yeah. but you know get again, yeah they'll, they'll give me some money hopefully <laughs> we possess my house and they tapped into and that and in particular that, that one's on at the minute because there's a small family and you don't know if they yeah. they bought a small home and they've outgrown it or they're renting somewhere they don't want to be so it, it goes with first-time buyers renters and yeah. switchers so it kind of covers everyone <laughs> really who's going to be buying a house yeah that is a really that's a really clever story. advertising people really aren't yeah, they it's almost like they just watch Imagine. people like hawks and then figure out what to do <laughs> You'd, you'd wonder. by magic yeah. here's what we've created yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's brilliant there that that was a that was a serious selection yeah it, was really uh, it started off quite surreal not gonna yeah. lie frankie uh it started off surreal but then uh yeah they were they were they were brilliant choices the one direct my obviously. wife just taking a walk around welcome to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah, I think um, really nice as well to see yeah, Irish ads. Really nice yeah. to see Irish ads. God, I didn't even realise I picked all Irish ads. Mm. Sometimes, like, sometimes we do, uh, like, sometimes you end up with all Irish episodes. It depends on what kind of headspace someone's mm. in when they're thinking about what they love. Are they thinking about mm. stuff they remember or are they thinking about stuff they saw, if you know what I mean? Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, no, some really, really strong work there, which is great. Not the typical, like I said, the Guinness Christmas one. Lovely ad and all, but, yeah. like... Yeah, everyone. Something a bit obscure yeah. is always nice. Yeah, no. Or definitely. the ESET Digi phone guy from the bar ad. 
again uh, really good but mm. yeah yeah that's uh fiona field actually had that one on a year ago ah, really she did well she was on the shoot is why she did it she was there yeah. Was she? Yeah. was she the girl in the bar? She was. That's what we said. She... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, Frankie, if uh, people are just mad to throw their, their ads on TV now that you've sold them on the medium so much, how can they get in touch with you and the team in uh, Virgin Media? So when whatever they want, you just send an email to sales at virginmedia.ie and one of the guys will pick it up. So whether that's spot, sponsorship, ad smart, anything you're looking for. I love, I love that. That's basically me. Frankie saying, don't be fucking messaging me on LinkedIn about this shit. You know, no, the they lads can message get you. me on LinkedIn if they want. <laughs> I'm happy to take, like, I, I, to be fair, I, I random people that I used to work with in different agencies will send me through stuff on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh yeah, Grant. And here's um, Frankie's mobile number on screen. <laughs> home address one eight nine. It's the same number for like twenty years. I keep getting these random calls, and my wife was like, "It's because your phone number, your personal number is in the bottom of your signature, so it's everywhere." Oh, yeah, yes. there's no getting away from it. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah definitely. So yeah, call me anyone if you want an ad, or I'm a sure chat. Can, yeah, if you want a chat, if you want to talk about ads, if you want to talk about <laughs> children, the country, anything at all. Dogs, Sweet. a sheep. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't get through to Frankie, uh, you can come and, and meet us outside uh, the studio. When Unit we're seven yeah. in, in Ballymount yeah. next Sunday. Um, we'll be we'll be fine. We'll sort you out. Amazing. Perfect. See 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 you there. Um, <laughs> if if anyone was listening to these and want to actually see the the lovely uh, lovely ads, uh, you can view the full episode on workoffoot.e forward slash podcast and if you're listening on a podcasting platform please like uh, subscribe rate and all the the nice fun stuff uh frankie it's been a genuine pleasure thank you so much for for coming on the show yeah. cheers guys i promise i won't badger you when i'm drunk next time <laughs> i want to come on again i've got another three ads <laughs> oh god frankie returns okay until frankie returns episode uh see you later